I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast, our rapid review of round six. Going to drop it now, Sunday night, all games done and dusted from round six. Thursday night, a couple of days ago now, long, long weekend to go. Uh, the North Queensland Cowboys knocked over the Canberra Raiders. 12 Raiders led this one, 12-0. Cowboys with a huge second half to win that one, 18-0 in the second half. Very impressive, very disappointing for the Canberra Raiders. I've got no idea where this team is at. I feel like I repeat myself every single week with this side, but I've just, just got no idea the direction um, that they're heading. I don't really know how they improve. I assume that when uh, Fogarty is available, he'll come into this side. I think Schneider's been really good, but it probably is a little bit of direction uh, that they're lacking. But Schneider's got a few more weeks uh, to solve those problems, so we'll see how he go. I love the way that he got held up at one point. He's pushing up on holes. That's what I love to see my halves doing. So... Plenty of positives coming out of our boy Schneider, but they do seem to be lacking a little bit of direction in saying that. How on earth this pack is getting beaten on any given week is beyond me on paper. They're just so good. They should be so much better than what they are. They've just lost that bit of grit that they had a couple of years ago, that heap of grit that they had a couple of years ago, which is very, very upsetting. Uh, I thought CNK had a couple of errors. We saw Xavier Savage come on uh, late in the game, and the crowd cheered for Xavier Savage as if Chancellor Clockstead had done nothing for this club. And Unfortunately, Xavier Savage did exactly what I thought Xavier Savage would do. He is very young. He is very raw. He's very inexperienced. Uh, he came off his left foot when he should have come off his right. He got pushed over the sideline. It was 12 all at that point. Then at the end of the set, he was at a defender. Uh, he came up. They went two pass out wide, and he was standing on the 10-meter line instead of being in the in goals where he should have been. Scott Drinkwater puts the kick in, and the Cowboys score and win that game. And it comes down to the experience of knowing that you need, as soon as the ball moves away from you as a fullback, you need to get into position. And he wasn't in position on that one. Ricky Stewart, what he said in the press comments was probably harsh, but I'll tell you what, he was sending a message to a lot of people that are very vocal that watch Xavier Savage's highlights package and says he has to be there and, and ignore what Chancellor Clockstead has done for the last four or five years that he got you to a grand final. Xavier Savage, he's going to be a really talented player one day, but he's not ready for it just yet. And he showed you 
in that moment that he's not ready for it. This is where, this is why Ricky Stewart wants to have him in reserve grade so he can learn these things down there and maybe cost the Mounties a couple of games instead of costing Canberra Raiders a game there. And it wasn't solely because of him. They led 12 nil. Don't get me wrong. But there's just a little clip for you there that sort of explains, and I've got a heap of pushback over the last few months for saying this. This is why you want consistency over highlights, yeah? Because it's these little moments where you can lose games. And they did lose a game in this moment, in my opinion. There was moments before that that obviously played a huge role. I'm not saying it's all Savage's fault, because uh, it obviously isn't. That would be stupid to say. But this is why he's gone with Charles Nickel Clockstead. He may have dropped one or two balls, but we all sort of ignored the fact that he won the play the ball. He got a quick play the ball when Tom Starling scored off the back of that. Uh, he fought his way, so the markers were off in that moment. In that moment, Ruben Cotter w- w- was a bit jagged because the play the ball was so quick, and it set up the first try. So just before we're all so harsh and Chance to clock set and we clap Xavier Savage when he comes on the field and Chance leaves, just take a wider look at things and don't be so don't be so highlight-driven because um, it really did pull the Raiders' pants down that game. And Ricky was spot on after the game. Might have been harsh, but I think it's sort of what Savage needs to hear, to be perfectly honest with you. Cowboys, really impressive performance to come back in that game. Going down there to Canberra is a very tough road trip, especially when you're coming from North Queensland. So a very impressive win there. I thought the halves were fantastic. Thought Drinkwater was really solid. And Taumalolo, uh, he doesn't get the respect that he should after a game like that. He was sensational. Made it into my team of the week. He did very well. Uh, Robson had a couple of good moments. Had a couple of poor moments, but he did set Lukey up with a brilliant try there. Uh, the game on Friday, we had the Rabbitohs taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. That was the good Friday game for... 4 p.m. Uh, the dogs, they came out of the gates flying in this one. They look sensational for the first 20 minutes. If you listen to the stats dive earlier today, we spoke about the impact of 10 in the bins, and this one was bigger than any game we've seen so far this year. Jeremy Marshall King, who was killing it through the middle, he was get, he was getting them really direct. Flano set them up with a brilliant try early. They were up 6-0. James um, Jeremy Marshall King is forced to leave the field with a sin bin, and the Rabbitohs scored 18 points in that 10 minutes, which actually went for about 25 minutes with so many stoppages. Uh, it could have quite easily been 24 points for the Rabbitohs, realistically. This game was done and dusted by then. Canterbury, they were not able to get themselves back into this game. A couple of injuries and a couple of changes positional-wise really cost them, but South Sydney Rabbitohs... Um, I mean, I said Canterbury really dominated through the middle early, and I thought they were. I thought they were the much better team for the first 20 minutes, and it was only 6-0. South Sydney, they were able to get out of their end pretty easily. Just when they got to the other end, their attacking sets were a little bit off. Once they clicked, though, in typical South Sydney fashion, they absolutely flew. So 36-16, the Rabbitohs over the Canterbury Bulldogs there. The late game, the Panthers 40 over the Broncos 12. Once again, similar sort of game. The Broncos came out really fast. They looked sensational to start that game. Katoni Staggs was on fire, gave Isaac Tango a real real um, stress early in that game. Really gave it to him. Put his pants down. Uh, Staggs, he looks like he has found his form again. He's looking confident. He's looking happy, which is the most important thing, and he's flying. Brisbane, though, obviously missing Payne Haas, missing Herbie Farmworth, missing a bit of strike around the place. Tessie New got injured, and just silly things cost them. Silly penalties, silly decisions. Jordan Ricky shooting up in one moment. Herbie Far... Uh, not Herbie Farmworth, sorry. Hetherington holding, you know, starting a, a little tussle with Jerome Luai at market. Just little things that we don't, the Broncos can't afford to be doing and don't need to be doing. They put in a really good performance here against the Penrith Panthers and got beat by 30-odd, which is very disappointing because they were better than that. But they're not far off putting it together, Brisbane. Once they get Haas back, once they get Herbie back, uh, it is, the, the game is going to change a little bit for them. And if, 
Adam Reynolds can kick the way he did and Katoni Staggs and Herbie Farmer. If Herbie Farmer can play the way he did in the first few weeks and Katoni can keep up his form now, this team, they are going to be a really tough team to come up against. Panthers on the other side of the board, sensational. 40 points scored, only conceded 12 here. Uh, Nathan Cleary, he was the star of the show. He's unbelievable. Supercoach, he absolutely brained it, 150-odd. It's one of those weeks where you either had Cleary as captain or you had Cleary in your team or you didn't have him, and it's three very different um, emotions there. So Cleary, sensational. I thought Appy Curacao was great. Sorensen off the bench, he was unbelievable. Scored a cracking try there. Jordan Ricky shot up, but credit to him, he took advantage of it, and he did really well. Uh, we had two Simbins here, Edwards and Palacio for some open-handed slaps. Not really a heap in that realistically. But yeah, good win by the Penrith Panthers. The Broncos, I think they played better than what 40-12 to 12 indicates. Uh, Manly took on the Gold Coast Titans on Saturday afternoon. Manly won this one 26-18 on, at Brookvale Oval. Um, Titans, they're just a weird footy side. It's like they, I said on Bloke in a Bar today, it's like they go into the boxing ring and they wait until they get punched three times to throw a punch back. It's like the old um, Homer Simpson when he went into the boxing. I mean, they've just got to sort their shit out. They're a good footy team. The amount of things they're doing wrong and they're still only losing games by a little bit is incredible. They don't get off the bus until the 20th or the 30th minute. And then there's games, the games that they start fast against the Canberra Raiders, they lead 22-0, they somehow get back on the bus with 30-odd minutes to go. So Titans are a young, inexperienced team. They are building to something pretty special over the next few years, in my opinion. It is going to take time, though. Be patient. Uh, they they do need to get Jaden Campbell back. Hopefully he's back this week, which would be great to see him walk back into this side. Um, I thought Sexton, he kicked really well. So plenty of positives to take out of this game for the Titans, but they are learning a lot of hard lessons here. They missed a couple of opportunities. Philip Sami dropped one as uh, the open try line there. So a lot of hard lessons for the Titans, but they're heading in the right direction. Manly, very impressive. DCE's kicking game is just on another planet at the moment. Olukawatu, we spoke about him a lot on Bloke in a Bar last week. He is just such a damaging ball runner. Scoring two tries here. I thought he was unlucky uh, not to score a third as well. So a huge performance uh, by him. I thought uh, Kola, he was great at centre defensively. He was sensational. He also got the quick play the ball for Olukawatu. Kawatu's first try. Personally, I'd be keeping him at right center, and I probably don't bring Morgan Harper back into the side just yet. But yeah, Manly, very impressive performance. Kieran Forum was great as well. Foz, he's really bounced back over the last few weeks and looks really good. I thought he was a yard too slow for this season a few weeks ago, but he's come on as the season's gone on. Can be mentioned today on Bloke in a Bar. It's crazy just how slow Manly starts seasons. It's almost like it's on purpose by Desi. It's all a bit strange, but they're starting to get into their own now. They've won their last four games in a row, which is, personally, it's really snuck up on me. So Manly, they're doing well. The Titans, they're doing well as well. They're just not getting the W on the board and it's that it's that little bit of experience in key moments that is costing them but we knew that was going to be their reality um, this year and probably next year the Titans though the inexperience they lack now they're going to gain experience they're going to learn a lot of hard lessons and in a few years time they're going to be a real handful uh, the Melbourne Storm and the Cronulla Sharks absolutely love this game the Melbourne Storm they are clinical they are an unbelievable footy side to the Sharks credit though every time the Melbourne Storm Melbourne Storm scored the Sharks found a way to bounce back. They hung in this contest. Uh, I thought Melbourne were great, and I thought the Sharks, they probably would have beaten the vast majority of sides on Saturday night. So plenty of positives to take out of this for the Sharkies. I also love the fact 
that Craig Fitzgibbon walked into the press conference after and didn't say how good it was or that they're happy with the performance or it was a good knock. He just flat out said, wasn't good enough. Yeah, we need to be winning those games of football. We are a team that is not here to participate. We're not here to compete with the good teams. We're here to beat the good teams. We're here to win a premiership. And I love that attitude from Craig Fitzgibbon. And that is that, that that's his time spent at the Roosters coming through. You know, a pass mark, and okay, it's not okay. If you do not win that game of football, if you do not perform to the level that you want to perform at, it's not good enough. And it's as simple as that. And I'm very bullish on the Sharkies this season. I didn't think at the start of the year they'd have the structure. Um, personally, I think they're more structured now than what I thought they would be in a year's time. It is incredible what they're doing. So despite a loss, they are in a good spot. And by Craig Fitzgibbon's reaction, that tells me they're even in an even better spot, which I love to see. Melbourne 34, Cronulla 18. Melbourne, clinical as always. They're going to be very, very hard to beat this year. Munster, unbelievable. Playing like Wally Lewis, essentially. He's He just he doesn't look like he's moving quickly, but he makes all the guys around him look slow. That pass that he threw out to the left wing, I think it was Nick Meany. My God. That was Freddie-like. That was a face ball that curved around his players and into the chest of Meany. Just insane. Munster on fire at the moment. Harry Grant, good game. Husey, Pappy, good games. But right now, this spine, they know that as long as one of them is on, they're okay. They're going to win games of football as long as one of them's on. Come finals time, if all four of them are on, good God, they're going to be a hard, hard side to beat. Uh, The Roosters 22 over the Warriors 14. I'll be completely honest with you. I was very disappointed with the officiating in this game and the calls that went against the Warriors. It just felt like all the 50-50s went the way of the Sydney Roosters, which is disappointing. Personally, James Tedesco, he should have been Simbin. There's no question about it. There's no doubt in my mind that was the wrong call. James Tedesco had to get 10 in the bin for his tackle on Adam Fanua Blake. And I'm not going to say it cost the Warriors the game, but it cost the Warriors the opportunity to have a crack at winning that game, which I really do think they could have done. They lost by eight points. Eight points was all they lost by, and they had just about every 50-50 call go against them. And James Tedesco was able to stay on the field when he should have got 10 in the bin. You saw, you heard my stats from the podcast this morning. When you lose a player for 10 in the bin, normally until the next break, it's worth about eight points. All of a sudden, the Warriors are back into that contest. They only lost by eight points. So, Warriors fans, I feel for you. I honestly do feel for you. You deserved a lot better than what you got the other day. And I thought you were a team that would have beaten a lot of sides the other day. So, yeah, I I feel so bad for the Warriors fans. That's what happens in rugby league sometimes, though. It isn't always fair. Um, And hopefully they get the rub of the green over the next few weeks. Roosters had a lot go their way, obviously. I still think they're so far away from their very best. They do enough to win games at the moment, but there is so much more improvement in this side, in the halves especially. I thought Sammy Walker was really good, but there's a lot more gelling to go on there. And James Tedesco's still got so much more in him, it's not even funny. So Roosters, a lot more improvement in them. Good to get a win like this when you really don't play that well. You get a little bit lucky. That happens in the NRL sometimes. But Warriors fans, I do feel for you. Um, yeah, this it, it's unfortunate how rugby league is sometimes. But um, yeah, we, we took a deeper dive into this on the Bloke in a Bar podcast. That'll all be available on the Guru podcast tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. But Warriors fans... I am so sympathetic to you because I think you really got the roughest end of the stick you possibly could in that game, and it's not fair. 
Uh, the Newcastle Knights went down to the St. George Illawarra Dragons 21-16. to Good game here. Real solid game. I thought Kalen Ponga was sensational. He was my fullback in my team of the week side that I named on Bloke in a Bar. I thought he was unreal. Uh, obviously, the news, you know, broke at halftime that KP... You know, they've pulled the deal, apparently. Joey, he denied it. Adam O'Brien denied it. So it's a bit hard to work out where all this is coming from. Once again, deep dive on this on the Bloke in a Bar podcast, which you can have a listen to. But I thought, KP, that was his best game of the season. Uh, I didn't think the Knights probably deserved to lose, but they probably haven't deserved to lose in the last few weeks. It's now four losses on the trot, running into Parramatta, coming off a loss to the Tigers, and the Melbourne Storm, I believe, down there at Melbourne. So, very, very tough few weeks coming up for the Newcastle Knights. They are a better than a 2-6 and six side, but there's a really good chance that in two weeks' time, they'll be 2-6 and six and lost six games in a row, which is very disappointing, considering how well um, they started the season and how quickly they've worked to cover the loss of Mitchell Pearce. They've had injuries left, right, and centre. They deserve a better record than what they've got. This isn't a, I told you so. This is a, I was wrong. They're better than what I thought they'd be by a country mile, and they're heaps better than what their record is at the moment. But as as we said on Bloke in a Bar, the NRL, the NRL ladder, it doesn't give a shit whether you're better than your record or not. It doesn't care about your injuries, anything like that. You just have to make it work, and it's the harsh reality uh, in the NRL. So hopefully the Knights, they can pull together and get a win over the next two weeks against Parramatta um, and the Melbourne Storm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Obviously, the Tigers earlier today, they knocked over Parramatta in an unbelievable win. We'll talk about that in a, one in a minute. So not impossible, but it really is stacked against the Newcastle Knights, picking up seemingly more and more injuries every single week. Uh, Dragons, very impressive. I thought Ben Hunt was very good in this game. He's just so important to this footy side, it's not even funny. I thought when Amon came on, he was sensational. I still think he should be the six despite a win here. It's good to see. I think he needs to be the six. Uh, Fiegui out on the wing, he is an absolute freak. Uh he is such a good footballer, it's not even funny. And I think the Dragons, they need to lock him down long-term because there will be a lot of clubs uh, hunting around for his signature because he looks like an absolute weapon in a team that is struggling a little bit. He is dominating out on that edge. So the Dragons, really good performance, good to get a W. I tipped them in this game. This was a must-win game for both teams, in my opinion. Uh, so the, the Newcastle Knights will be filthy. They've lost this one. Little moment in this one where Lomax came in to celebrate, jumped on the back of uh, former teammate Tyson Frizzell. Frizzell then <laughs> grabbed him on the back of the jersey, slammed him on the ground. Look, to be honest with you, I don't have a huge issue with this. I don't have an issue with Lomax doing what he did. Um, but I also have no issue whatsoever with him 
him getting treated the way he did by Tyson Brazel. I this is up to Lomax if he wants to act this way, if he wants to carry on a little bit, that's fine. Uh, it's part of sport. He's just got to back it up. But be prepared that if you're going to do that to one of the strongest and toughest guys in the NRL when he's emotional, uh, you're going to get slammed around. And good on the NRL for well for not punishing Tyson. I think it was fair play by Brazel. I've heard that Zach Lomax is on report now, which I think is a little bit bullshit. Uh, I think it really is a non-event. I think the boys could get a coffee tomorrow and be completely fine. Clemmer went after him at the end of the game, which also I really don't have an issue with. Clemmer is a passionate bastard. His team is in a little bit of trouble, and he doesn't like getting disrespected. And you know, we're, we're, like I, I wouldn't say that he directly disrespected them from a fan's point of view. But if I was one of the Newcastle Knights players and he started jumping on, you know, my former Kangaroos, potentially my current Kangaroos back rower, I probably would see it a little bit differently. So I'm fine with how this played out all round. It builds the theatre. It builds the narrative for the next time that these two sides play. Now, the last game of the week, the Parramatta Eels and the West Tigers. Huge game here. Wow. It was decided by Jackson Hastings' field goal. I actually thought it was a two-pointer, but it, I just looked at the score here. It says 21-20. to 20. Regardless... Jackson Hastings field goal to win that game and the Tigers they look like the most unspirited defeated team for the last three weeks when he has been out he walks back into this side and he becomes an absolute world beater for those of you that have listened to the Rugby League Guru podcast for quite some time we had Jackson Hastings on about a year ago and you know since that day of talking to him and just seeing it in his eyes and hearing hearing his voice and what he's learnt and everything I just knew he was going to be a success and I've been talking him up ever since and you know people still want to call him arrogant or a fuckwit or this or that because of how he acted when he was a kid that you know he was just built up to be so much and there's a lot more to the Jackson Hastings story than what he told in that podcast as well but to see him go on the journey he has to go to Salford he didn't even know that Salford existed he arrived there they were destined to be relegated a year later they're playing in a grand final it's all off the back of Jackson Hastings he then went to another grand final with Wigan lost that one unfortunately he's arrived at the Tigers uh, he's the sole reason why they didn't get absolutely slapped in the first two weeks um, he's away for three weeks they look like the worst franchise in the NRL by a country mile they come back and they beat the Paramount Eels who are a top four roster a top four team with pretty much their whole squad so credit to Jacko it's a fantastic journey that he's gone on and it's so good to see guys come out the other side of adversity and be successful I absolutely love it I'm obviously very biased towards Jackson Hastings because I don't think that people have treated him well he has made his mistakes there's no denying that but he has learnt from them and he's improved as a human and I think we all need to sit back and appreciate the impact he's having on this Tigers team which last week looked like they would have struggled in New South Wales Cup let's be perfectly honest here call a spade a spade so what under Jack I also thought he brought the absolute best out in Brooksy. This is the best game I've, I've seen Luke Brooks play in quite some time. And you you listen to Hastings' interview after, and he was saying the same thing a year ago when I spoke to him. All I want to do is go there and make Luke Brooks a better player, take some pressure off him. He was the star of the show in that game. The interviewers, they said, oh, can we grab your mate Luke, Luke Brooks? He said, sure. Man of the match, Luke Brooks. Just hyped him up once again. This is why... Jacko wanted to get on that plane two weeks ago because he wanted to do everything he possibly could do to help his halves. It's never been about Jackson Hastings. It's about the West Tigers and about the players around him, and that's what I absolutely love. I thought Simpkins was fantastic until he got injured as well. He was looking really good. Luciano Lelua, he went an absolute million. So the Tigers, hopefully they can build off this. I think they play the Bunnies next week, uh, so they will celebrate... 
in really short tonight. Uh, then they will be gearing up tomorrow morning, ready for that Tigers game because it's all good and well to, win, to win, win a thriller and get your first win, but you need to back it up the weeks after that. And I guarantee you the person that will be leading the charge on that front will be Hastings. I said at halftime he might not have the C next to his name, but he is the captain of this team. This is his football side. He's spent the least amount of time on the field and with them out of just about all the guys in the leadership group. But you can see the sort of footballer he is. He spent the whole preseason injured as well. He pretty much couldn't run for the entire preseason, yeah. So to do what he's done, he couldn't feel his toes in the first few rounds. He really didn't make that public knowledge. But that's the situation that he was in. He also, you know, he stepped up tonight from the sideline and kicked that really important goal. Without that, they're not in the position they are and they lose that game of football. So full credit to Jacko. I'll wear it on the chin. I am incredibly biased because I just love his story and I love seeing a guy that's on the canvas. He's down, he's out. No one wants anything to do with him and he drags himself back up. He learns hard lessons and he becomes the guy that he should. For Parramatta, obviously a disappointing game from them. Disappointing and they still only lost by one point against the Tigers side that played really well. Uh, They'll be very disappointed with that game and personally, I wouldn't want to be playing Parramatta next week because they're a much better team than what they showed tonight. That's not taking anything away from the West Tigers' performance, but Parramatta, they are a much better team than that. It's been a bit of a hit-and-miss sort of start to the season for Parramatta uh, when you consider how good they can be. It is a long season, though. I'm not really worried about Parramatta. I still think they'll be a top-six team, and I think that when the... The whips are cracking at the back end, Parramatta. They will be there and they will be ready. So not panic station with Parramatta. A disappointing performance, no doubt about it. But that Tigers side, when you play the team who hasn't won a game yet and you get to that game where they just go, fuck it, we're sick of this shit. No matter who you are, it's going to be a very tough game. So uh, credit to the Tigers, but Parramatta, I'm not ruling them out. I'm not really going too heavy on them. It is what it is. Those performances happen. Someone had to play the Tigers the week that they really got up for the contest. Unfortunately for Parramatta, it was Parramatta. So they'll bounce back from that. I'm tipping they will have a big win next week against the Newcastle Knights. Guys, that is the rapid review for round six. Uh, Sunday night here when recording this one, there'll be all the bloke in a bar content coming tomorrow. Very, very exciting to have all that, all the game reviews, except for the last game. That's why I spoke about it a little bit more here. Uh, That game between the West Tigers and the Parramatta Eels. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 